Well, hello, and welcome back to Noah's Window. I'm so excited to be here to share with you today. I will tell you, only um, a couple of short weeks ago, I wasn't sure I would get to be back in front of this camera. So I'm so thankful to get to be here to share with you today. And there's so much I want to tell you. I know I can't get it all in in one episode. So if you'll bear with me, there are just several things I would like to share with you. And the first thing is a big, big, big thank you. For those of you who know that I became very sick, um, many of you reached out in so many ways. Um, the most important way was just praying for me. And I felt your prayers holding me up. I did. And uh, that means the world to me. You can't even imagine. Um, uh, when you're in a very, very weak place and you feel completely helpless, um, knowing that those people around you who love you are praying for you and taking your name before the Lord um, in love, I, that just that means so much. And God heard your prayers because I'm here. And I wasn't sure I'd still be here, but I'm here. Um, I'm struggling a little bit because I know there's so many suffering. And we're going to have prayer before we end today because there's so many, many people I know, many people I don't know, um, that are walking through this valley. And it's a really tough valley for many people, not for everyone, but for many people it is. And uh, just as you prayed for me, I want to pray for those who are in that valley right now. I know this has affected all of you who are watching. I know it has. Either you personally or someone you love. And so we, we want to have prayer today for those people. But before we move to that, I just want to specifically tell you a few things. One is, um, as you know, we were planning to go on a road trip. And actually, we did. I'm going to try to put a little footage in here to show you that we actually did go on the road. It wasn't at all what we planned. Um, but we did go on the road back in mid-August. We were um, on our way to a, a, a long-anticipated vacation. When we started out, I was very, very tired and um, asked Mark to drive, and that makes me chuckle. You'd have to know us to know that if I'm not driving, there's a problem. <laughs> but I thought, oh, I'll just rest. I'll just get in the back and take a nap, and I'll feel better. So we made it um, four and a half hours the first day, and we were... Um, trying to stay ahead of a thunderstorm that we knew was probably going to be there where we were going that evening. And, and God had mercy on us, and we got there, and we got there in time to see the thunderstorm roll in, And but we were fine. And uh, rested that night well, but I woke up the next morning, and I was still very, very tired. And so I thought, well, one more day of just um, crawling in the back seat, and I'll nap, and then I'll be fine. But by the end of the second day, it was clear I was actually running a fever and um, that I was ill. So um, that next morning, we took the test, and sure enough, I was positive for COVID, and Mark was negative. But we had a decision to make, and really, there wasn't much discussion. There really, the only logical decision was to turn around and go home. By that time, we were 800 miles across the country. So um, Mark, my hero, said, we're going to do this. And so he got behind the wheel, and we drove just under 800 miles in one day, which um, is a little bit of a strain even on a normal day, but I was very, very uncomfortable. And so it was a very long, a very, very long day, but I was able to get home to my bed. And the best of my understanding was, based on everyone I had talked to who had been through this, is that I wouldn't feel well for several days, but then I would, I would probably come out and be fine. But that isn't what my experience was. And 
those of you who either have been through this or you have a loved one who's been through this know that everybody's story is a little different. And mine was that I continued to get worse and I kept waiting to wake up to things being better, but they weren't. And uh, after essentially a week, um, there was a night when I was uh, feeling so desperate that I texted a, a dear friend in the night, someone that I knew very dear to me that I knew I could talk to and I knew she had medical expertise and so I reached out to her. She came running the next morning and saw after me and got me the help that I needed and I will forever, forever, forever be indebted to Melissa Dinsmore who um, is such a huge hero in my life and uh, we have known Larry and Melissa since we've been here all these 36 years and raised our children together and she's helped us in so many ways over the years but I will tell you she's my most recent hero because she came and she didn't have to do that but she came and she just took me under wing got me everything that I needed that day and it was a very long day and she has a family but she set everything aside to help me thank you um, other people so many other people um, brought groceries brought food and left them for us reached out over and over offering to do anything that we needed I will be forever eternally grateful thank you um, I wasn't able to eat for the first 10 days so the food I, I wasn't able to enjoy but the love behind that food was golden and I'll forever will forever be grateful and I'm going to post myself so, okay so I can't say thank you enough to enough people because there's so many of you. So many of you brought meals and, and uh, did so many things to help us. Uh, Mark became ill um, the second week, but he wasn't sick for very long and I'm so thankful. God has given him such a strong constitution. He very rarely stays sick for very long and, and God saw fit to just bring him back out of it pretty quickly. He, he was weak for a while and his voice was thin and that was a little, uh, concerning because as you know he lives to preach and so he needs a voice but God saw fit to give that voice back to him and um, I'm recording this on the weekend but I got to actually be in the service last night and hear his first sermon back since we've been away and it's such a blessing to my heart and I believe it was to yours as well so here's the verse I would like to share with you today as uh, one of the things that, and those of you who know us, know that Mark and I read the scripture together every morning. And one of the very hard things was I couldn't read. And even as I started getting better, getting over the pneumonia, uh, we were just discussing this this morning. I struggled to read because it was hard to breathe. But I remember, I don't know, a week or so ago, I was just determined, you know, we'll just go slow. And got back to reading. And um, one of the first passages that just really stood out to me in this particular season of our life was in, in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verse 23. Now, it's a familiar verse. Maybe many of us have committed it to memory, but isn't it amazing how when you revisit Scripture, as you go through the days of your life, the different Scriptures that you've known and, uh, and have had meaning in your life for many years can have a whole new meaning depending on what you are going through or have just been through. So, Psalm 37, 23. Since the Lord directs the steps of the godly, he delights in every detail of their lives. That little line right there is just mind-boggling to me. Every detail, not some details, 
but every detail. He delights in every detail of their lives. But verse 24 is so huge. Though they stumble, they will never fall. Why? The last phrase tells us, for the Lord holds them by the hand. And the Amplified goes on to stay, and he sustains them. Now, those of us who've been through some dark valleys recently, and some of you are in the middle of one right now, I would encourage you with a couple of things. One is, you may feel very, very alone, but I need to tell you that God knows you, and he knows every detail. He knows all about what's going on in your life right now. And just like Mark has been talking about this weekend, you might feel very much in the darkness. I hate darkness. And by the darkness, I'm not just talking about the absence of light in a room, but the absence of being able to see what's around you so that you can figure out what's going on. Those are hard moments when you're in those dark places. But know this, that God is holding you by the hand and he's sustaining you and he is delighting in every detail of your life even those hard days even those days where your pain is so profound that you can't express yourself that you don't see the end of this pain and problems and difficulty and when you can't see the end of that just know he's sustaining you you might not feel it but he is. He's holding you by the hand and he's going to carry you through this. Now, um, in my lowest days, I was asking God to take me home. And I was thinking a lot about the people that are in heaven that I'm looking forward to seeing. And I would have been okay with that. I was, um, I've lived a long and wonderful life. I felt completely fulfilled in the life that I've lived and all the things that God has blessed me with. I'm completely thrilled. Um, if this were the time for God to take me home, um, for some reason he chose not to. And I'm still sorting that out, and I'm going to continue to look to him for uh, what it is he wants me to do. I've always felt like um, I'm here on an assignment, and for a little while I thought that was going to completely change. I don't know right now exactly what God has in store for me. Oh, but... Let me tell you about something I'm also excited about. In the really, really dark times when I was so weak, I kept thinking about Theopraxis, which is coming up now in just a couple of weeks. And had many conversations with Mark like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can do it or not. As of right now, I believe I can. I believe God's going to give me the strength to do it. I've been reviewing the materials. I'm very excited that we're going to be able to do that, I believe. Unless something changes, and that's always a possibility. We don't know. Uh, in our community what might be happening. But as far as my um, being strong enough to teach, I believe with God's help, I think I will be able to do that. Right now, we're, I think we are enrollment is about 50, which I'm very excited about. So if you have signed up for Theopraxis, Lord willing, we're going we're gonna to do that with God's help. And I have some other exciting announcements to make, which I hope will be finalized enough that I can roll them all out whenever we meet for Theopraxis. So I'll be in communication with you if you've signed up. I'm very excited, looking forward to that. In the Theopraxis module that we're gonna do this fall, Lord willing, we're gonna concentrate on two things. The first one is the story of the Bible, and the second one is the structure of the Bible. Now, 
I can teach you the structure of the Bible. I've spent a lifetime studying it, and, and you would have information. And it would be interesting information, and it would maybe even be really helpful information. But you know what? If you have the structure of the Bible, but you don't have the story of the Bible, it won't, it won't have any meaning. And that's why I love this particular module, because I love to do it. I, I don't do it justice by any stretch of the imagination, but I love to try. I love to try to tell you the story of the Bible. It means the world to me. It means the world to me. So I'm looking forward to that. If God willing, we're able to do that right now, it looks like we are. And so if you have any questions, you can for sure reach out, uh, but you can um, enroll. You can register online for Theopraxis. I believe it's just newspring.org slash Theopraxis. And again, we will do our best to accommodate however many people sign up. And right now, I think it's about 50. So I'll be in touch with you on what room to come to. We'll have to wait and see in the next week or so if the um, registration increases or not. And uh, we'll, we'll determine from that which room we'll be in. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited that God has spared me um, to do whatever assignments he has for me. But again, let me say thank you to all of those of you out there who pray for me. And just for your love, I, I, I will never take that for granted. I want to pray over those of you who are in a, in a difficult place right now. Um, many are hurting. Um, we have so many uh, prayer requests, so many stories that are flooding in. This is, this is a time of national concern and great uh, pain and suffering. Not that we haven't always had, there's always something, but this is a specific thing that's happening at this time. And the, um, the difficulties are, are multi-layered. They're very complicated. And I just want to pray. Here's the thing that I keep remembering. As I look at all this, it's so easy to get overwhelmed, isn't it? You know one of the things that really comforts me? God isn't overwhelmed. He is not overwhelmed. He can take this all in. And he's still on the move. And he's still working in all the details, working things for good. And if it weren't for that great truth and that comfort, that I remind myself of over and over and over again, I would be overwhelmed and I would be going down. But let's don't go down. Let's remember that our God is God and he is powerful and he is working and we have a future to look forward to. And we're going to trust him even when we can't see what he's doing. Let's, let's pray for just a moment this morning. Oh, Father, I can't even begin to thank you for each and every person that's watching and listening to Noah's Window today. And for those who have so faithfully and generously prayed and loved on us and just reached out to us with provisions. And, oh, Father, thank you for the privilege of having all these wonderful people in our lives. Right now, Father, there's so many who are hurting Many have experienced the death of a loved one. Many are suffering in a hospital bed. Many are at home suffering. Many, Father, are just confused and fearful and some are angry. And Father, we need you. We need you to step in and work on hearts. We need you to heal our sick bodies. We need you to heal our broken spirits. We need you to guide us, Father, to know how to minister to others who are hurting right now. Help us to be your 
conduit so the Holy Spirit can minister love to others in this difficult time. Father, just help us. I thank you that you are all-powerful and all-knowing. I thank you that you can see in the dark as Mark preached this weekend. And when we can't figure things out, you know, and you're sustaining us. You're holding us by the hand and keeping us from falling. And Father, we just thank you. Give us Give us the assurance, give us the comfort, give us the joy that we need right now to represent you well in, in these days, these difficult days, because we want to give you the honor and the glory. And we know not too many days from now, we're going to be standing in your presence and how we look forward to that time. We're looking forward to that time when Jesus is going to set everything straight and make all this evil go away and help everyone. It's, it's such a day to look forward to. And, and we pray, Father, that you would send him soon. May he come back soon, but in the meantime, maybe, may we labor faithfully to reach those who need to hear your message. And we're gonna thank you for all that you're doing. And just thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I apologize for going so long today. Um, I'll try to edit this down to be a, a shorter uh, time. But I just can't say thank you enough. And um, looking forward to our next episode here on Noah's Window. And God bless you. We'll see you next time.